What is going on, guys? We are the Little Kings. I'm Ryan, aka No Mercy Merc TTV. I'm also Ryan, aka Penguin Monster. This episode of the Little Kings, we talk about Valorant and their most expensive skins yet, Dragon Edition, getting an editor, and if it's the right time for us, TikTok, all the rage, could be going away, and other content platforms. Ninja has done his first stream outside of Mixer on YouTube. And why the hell is Rocket League dead? Well, let's get into it. What's going on, buddy? Uh, you know, just uh, living life. I'm just super excited to see you. Super yeah, excited. I know. Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow. I'm waking up at 4.30 a.m. We're recording this at 10.30 p.m. Probably not a great idea, but, you know, it'll be worth it to see you. For sure. I mean, when was the last time we even saw each other in person? I'm like, trying to think. Was it, it my wedding? It was your wedding, yeah. Yeah. So and that, that was, was like, more than a year ago. That was almost a year and a half ago at this point. Holy yeah. cow. So it's yeah. going to be a big event. It'll be it'll be good to see you, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> How have you been? What's going on? I've I've been good, you know, just packing, doing things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I did want to ask you because this might be the last thing I do tonight before I pack all my stuff up. Did you buy the Valorant dragon skins? Ooh, um, <laughs> I've not bought them yet. I haven't opened up Valorant, so it hasn't teased me enough to buy it. It hasn't shoved okay. it in my face sure. yet. Um. So no, no, I have not. Have have you have you bought the bundle? Have you bought an individual skin? Like what? I have not clicked buy yet. Okay. I also have not opened it yet today. Okay. But I'm really strongly considering it. The whole now, thing, I the have, whole bundle. I gotta look at it again. Uh, but I feel like yeah, probably. Uh, although, you know, I'm also not two hundred bucks deep, so. That's true. I, I've, I've dug myself a good hole already, and uh, but like in in the scheme of things, like what's three hundred compared Versus to two hundred? You know, yeah. like yeah, you're already two thirds of the way to three hundred. So like, you might as well just go there. All I know is it's a free to play game, <laughs> and we've bought it like eight times over. If we we keep doing it. I know, seriously. And but for it's those, so good. It, it is. It is. And um, for those who don't know. Today, Riot Riot released their most expensive pack ever of skins. Considered, I think, an ultimate pack of skins, correct? An ultimate, yes. And yeah. the previous, like, the yellows were what? Considered exotics or something? Like, this is something one like step above that. Right. Those were 75, right? They were 71, technically, I think. <laughs> okay. But you'd buy the 75 pack thing, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, from $71 or to $100. Yeah, $100. I think, I think all of that is insane. Realistically, I feel like it should be maybe 5 or 10 per gun and then 25 for a pack. But, hey, people are buying them. They, I think they know what they're doing. They're making hella money off of it. So, I would love to see the, to them. I would love to see the numbers on like how many of these things do they actually sell, and like of the previous know. packs, how many people bought those? And uh, yeah, I'd love to see to the percentage about. breakdown of like people who bought skins versus the player base. Mm -hmm. And I totally, I'm loving this concept of free to play games with additional options to buy. And especially Valorant's doing it so well where they're not making it pay to win. It's 100% cosmetic. Yeah. Well, that's how it has to be for me. Uh, like, you can't do pay to win. It's got to be cosmetic. If it's pay to win, I'm probably not going to play that game because I just don't feel like it's fair at all. And, and especially with what they're trying to do with Valorant, uh, where it's a competitive FPS, where they're actually going to have people competing at a large scale, they, they can't have the unbalance of that. They've got to keep the whole thing balanced for sure. Totally. And I get agree. that, like, if they had a competitive esports scene, they could make sure that those actual events were balanced completely and they could have the rest of the game be unbalanced. But I just like that 
the game me and you play are the is this exact same that like hundred thieves and you know like uh all the all the big teams are gonna be playing totally yeah and i really like that ryan riot i, I don't i keep saying ryan it's like <laughs> we, we, we're yeah. <laughs> we're the stars of the show we should always be talked about um <laughs> riot has really held like a higher standard for the integrity of the game so like they're looking at things that other companies haven't looked at at fps games like the actual effect of input lag between they don't want to make it too extreme or they need to make it like they're trying to make it a level playing field for everyone regardless of ping you know like peekers advantage they're trying to right. minimize that as much as possible it's it's so refreshing it's so refreshing yeah i to be fair i feel like csgo did have quite a bit of focus on balance with things like that though did they i feel like they well maybe maybe i'm just more apparent to it because i feel like riot has taken a really transparent view on gaming comparative to other developers that i've played their games as like i've never been this interested to read patch notes before never. that's true their patch notes are incredible it, I just love I love that they explain why they're doing things. Yeah, and it it's not they're they go in depth and tell you exactly what has changed, but they don't make it so technical that just the average layperson can't understand what they changed as well. It, it, yep. They they definitely have good technical writers who can kind of translate here's what was done technically. And here's how it's going to affect the game so that you as a just a relative gamer know what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, it's, we, I, I've been loving Valorant. Um, mm -hmm. I just wish we were better at it, but <laughs> it, I, we'll I get there. So too. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We've never played anything like this before. We, we don't have that CSGO background. So, yeah. I, yep. I, I was telling you how uh, looking back at some of the clips, I, I just like, been trying to do some edits and stuff um if it was only pistol rounds i think i would be like a plat or a mortal player <laughs> because it seems wow. like all my highlights come from the ghost <laughs> <laughs> like i was looking at it i was like man if this was the whole game i'd actually be a decent player it's too bad that that's only two sides two two rounds per side <laughs> <laughs> that's a bold claim you're making there but i like it <laughs> uh. well it's like even when i have to do a save round and i've got the ghost it seems like i'll get two or three headshots and that'll be better than any time i've had the phantom or, or vandal you should just run it you should like <laughs> just, you shouldn't feel bad goes. about it and you should just always be maxed at like 9k credits because I you could just buy, buy for other people yeah I'll just true like, I'll just be like the most generous Valorant player ever. Yes. <laughs> Do it. I love it. I'll play with you any day of the week if you're buying me phantoms every round. For sure. <laughs> what, so what are you thinking, by the way, now? What's your current uh, thoughts on phantom versus uh, vandal? And this is super in-depth and, and kind of niche for Valorant players, but I feel like that's what we've been doing lately, so we should talk about it. Yeah, and and I I won't I won't go too deep into it because like I I honestly don't have a discrete answer because it changes okay, day to day. Fair. Like literally I can log on, I'll buy the phantom 5 times in a row and just it not be not be hitting that day. And I switch to the vandal and like the recoil's different, the 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 spray's different, but some days they just feel different. Yeah, I, I would know. say I almost always start with buying the Phantom. And then there will be some times where I'll just pick up a Vandal. Like it'll be somebody else's in that game. And if I get a headshot, I'm like, oh, well, I'm just, I, I got to rock the Vandal, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> the, the shots are falling. <laughs> but I would say I usually pick Phantom for whatever reason. I, I would say I typically do that too. And yeah, I'm totally about riding the wave. Like if, if one's feeling it, I'm not going to stray from it for the rest of the night. Probably for sure. Unless yeah, like we have a large swing and it's like, all right, I haven't gotten a kill in 11 rounds with the vandal. I guess phantoms back <laughs> in it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's fair. You got it. You got to be able to adjust on the fly. Right. 
Uh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. going going back to so you're doing some edits, all right? Um, right. I I wanted to get your input on what uh-huh. you think about actually hiring an editor. Do you think early on you should do all your own edits? Early on in a streaming career, doing your own streaming highlights, like how early is too early to hire someone else? to do the dirty work of scrubbing your VOD and highlighting it. Yeah. So I don't feel, I, I, I don't want to like make it seem like I'm copping out of this, but I, I guess I'll give the disclaimer that I don't really care what other people do. Okay. Right. Like I, I'm not one of those people who is going to be like, no, it has to be this way. <laughs> but I would say for me personally, um, I don't think since we're not, although we are at different levels now, right? Like you've got some subs, you are bringing mm-hmm. in some money. Um, so, but me who I'm, I'm not really bringing in any money right now. I don't feel like it's worth hiring an editor at this point, even though that may take me further and like amass more of a following at, the, at this point, I don't think it's worth that extra cost. Like, I feel like I'm still liking it. Um, Yes, it does take a lot of time. I mean, it would have been nice for this vacation I have coming up. I'm going to have like no content coming out because of that. Right. Um, but I definitely see the advantage of it too, because at the same time, I'm not that great at it, right? Like I can just make very basic edits. Mm-hmm. Um, and if somebody can really make it look cool and also is going to be taking the time to go through all the VODs and I can focus my efforts elsewhere to where maybe I'm better and there's more of an output, I can see that being working really well too. Hmm. Um, for me, it's more, what's the cost? Right. Right. Cost versus benefit, benefit versus yeah. cost, cost yeah, exactly. versus reward or whatever. Yeah. Um, hmm. Okay. Interesting take. What are your thoughts? I like it. I mean, so I think everybody should go through the struggle at the beginning of understanding what it takes to produce the content before just handing it off to someone else. Because, like, it's not fun (laughs) to rewatch a four-hour VOD and, like... It's a lot of work. Yeah. Like, yeah, we... It takes... So, you have a four-hour VOD. So it's going to take at least four hours to rewatch it once. And you're talking about pauses. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about pauses <laughs> to edit, cut, clip, whatever you're doing. So you're talking like four four hour VOD turns into six hours for a 10 minute video. If that. Like, yeah. And so like, pre, like the reason I got into streaming was because it was instant content. It was like, boom, you put your three hours in and you're done. So like the, the draw to edit my VODs is just not there for me. So like, I kind of just want to pawn it off to someone else. Not that I haven't, I I have struggled through the editing process before. Right. So like, I understand. No, I like that take though, where it's at least do some of it in the beginning. And you also have a background where you've made, um, other types of edited content outside of the gaming content. Mm-hmm. So you definitely have a background with editing. Um, cause I think that's important if you're going to find someone who edits to understand what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you, you know, if you send them a VOD and it takes them a couple days to get back to you and it's X price, you'll kind of get why that is mm-hmm. versus, oh, this should be easy. It's just like scrubbing through some things and doing some chops and then you're done. Totally. Um, So I I, I think that is important. Yeah, I think someone who hasn't struggled through it can't really justify any of the cost of it because like all they see is the final product and they have no idea what went into it unless they do it at least a couple times and feel it out. And it's nice to get your own style in it too. So like if you give right. an editor five of your previous videos, they can maybe feel you out what, what kind of vibe you're feeling, the, the music you want in the background, stuff like that. So that yeah. you're kind of, it's still your style, but done by someone else. Instead That's of just true. completely adopting the, the editor's style. 
yeah, it's important to still have your kind of artistic voice behind it since you are the, the content creator um, rather than just kind of a generic edit that they come in and do. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know for like me personally, I'm not a pro gamer, right? I'm not focusing on the best gaming moments. I'm going more for what was entertaining in that in that VOD. And mm-hmm. some of that will be, sure, some of the best plays, but it's more like funny things that happened or just like trying to weave a little bit of a storyline out of it and that type of thing. Um, so like having my past edits, I feel like that'll be a lot more clear if I ever do, you know, find somebody to do it for me um, than if I were to just send them a VOD and say, hey, go crazy. Totally agree. Because like the thing about us is like, to whip up one of those like crazy montage videos of all gameplay that would take a month for us to get enough like crazy shots and kills for that to happen if that yeah <laughs> i could spend the rest of my life trying to make a 10 minute montage video for real. gameplay you could Jeez. for valorant you could either watch one hiko stream or you could take <laughs> our streams for the next year and a half and the one Hiko stream or Shroud stream would be would be the one you pick. <laughs> Their editors must just have it like easy, like yeah, made. Have so have you looked into like actual cost of what that would be? So I I've looked into it in a way that like if you don't know anybody who's interested in doing it, it's like the I, I've looked at Fiverr is one of the many websites that offer like freelance work. Right. And it was roughly like you can send them, I think it was like three hours worth of raw footage for a 10 minute video. And it was like a hundred bucks. Oh yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty steep. That is pretty steep. And and again, I can appreciate why it costs that much, but I'm just thinking in terms of like, I'm not saying, Oh, I would not want to pay that for the edit it's more oh i want to be making videos pretty regularly i'm not raking in any money right now so holy shit that's just a lot coming out of my pocket without you know any kind of financial return at this point totally yeah so that's a little little out of reach but um for instance i have been talking to one person which you happen to know him tharpe Right. Tharpe DM. So he, one of my viewers made this random, like not, I didn't ask him to do this at all. He made a random highlight video, six minutes, sent it to it was me. Awesome. And was like, Hey, what do you think of this? It was like a rough draft. I'm like, dude, you downloaded five of my VODs, combed through all of them and made this awesome video synced to music. Like, how can I make you do this more often? Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> and so we're working on some stuff behind the scenes to uh, produce something, have a fair cost kind of kind of thing. That's so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I saw that at it and it, it was really awesome. It, Is that yeah. going to go up anywhere, you think? Uh, probably. I mean, I have to ask him if the music is copyright free and stuff like that and if it's okay with him because he was just messing around, so... I don't know if it's right. up to his standards or whatnot, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where we, we end up going with that over the next, you know, a few months or years. Yeah. Because like, how important do you think branching out to platforms is? Like, I know we've talked about different streaming platforms on our last podcast, but like in right. terms of simultaneous, simultaneous, platform use so you think it's and stuff like that yeah i think it's really important for growth um because i think you can grow on any single one of these platforms um but i think so it it takes work for sure but some of it is just luck as well and i feel like the more you've kind of uh put out your your lines the more chance you're gonna catch something lucky right like if you've got you know different youtube videos out and one video just happens to hit like it 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 gets onto the 
trend or not even to get on the trending page but for some reason like the tags you put in there or the first few seconds of it are so funny or whatever it just blows up then all your other content is going to rise as well mm-hmm. or if you send out a tweet and it's just like a tweet reply and it's the dumbest thing in the world but for some reason it's hilarious it gets posted on reddit then everything else blows up too so I feel like it is important to have just as many kind of feelers out there, mm-hmm. but it's also important to make sure you're being genuine in posting that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like I personally downloaded TikTok. Oh no! Um, <laughs> so, so my wife, um, who who Ryan knows very well too, um, she has had TikTok for many many months. And I just thought it was like the dumbest app in the world. Like she would be scrolling through these videos and I'd hear these sounds over and over again. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? This makes no sense. She would try to show me some and like do the dances and stuff. And then like a month ago, I was like, well, I know there are some streamers that have been posting to TikTok. Let me just download it and see what it's about. So I made like one that was just like my kind of edited gaming content put together. And I threw that up on there and I was like, this is clearly not the way to go on TikTok um, because it's not something that other people are looking for. Like you need to make content that's specific to that platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but now Ryan, I don't know what to tell you, man. I, that algorithm <laughs> is so good because I spend more time on TikTok now than I think I do on Reddit. Oh which, my god! Which is saying something, because uh, I was a big Reddit user before. I don't do really any other kinds of social media. I've been doing Twitter a little bit, um, but like I have no Facebook. I'm not huge into Instagram. I don't know what it is. I spent maybe a couple of days where I just went on there every once in a while and I started liking some things, and now I'm hooked. And, and now I know all the things that my wife knows as well. Like oh, she'll God. she'll make a reference to something, and, and she she's like so mad because she was telling me for months like it's fun you'd like it, and I was like no, there's no way. <laughs> but I've come over to the dark side. Um, but now I feel like I kind of understand the platform a little bit more, and if I were to make one, I would know kind of what to gear it towards, and it would be more genuine versus. Hmm just putting content on there because I know it's a popular platform type of thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe we can come back to TikTok for in, in a couple minutes. We but, don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we should, it's, it's in the news right now. It's, it's in That's the true. news. That's true. Um, it might go away. Yeah, I know. We should come back to that, but yeah. I, I totally agree with you. And like my biggest issue with posting, like, like getting all those feelers out, you were saying is that like, I am so keen on making quality number one. And it's like, I don't know if I can do that much content at such a high quality and for all these different platforms because they need like different tweaks. Like you can't just copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. It's like, right. You have to change everything up to fit. It's kind of like narrative, like what, what the platform wants. Yeah. So I, yeah. th- I think so that's I think what's tough a, for me. There's definitely a balance. Like, yeah, I, I get that. And and I totally agree with you. Like I said, I think you do have to post specific content for that platform. Um, but I feel like you also don't have to be posting super regularly to every single one. Um, and there's a balance between quantity and quality as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like... I feel like I'm not quite at the same level as you in terms of always needing it to be the the best quality ever. Cause I know if I do that, I will never put anything out. Mm. Um, like I could work on an edit for a year and it'll never be perfect. Eventually you just gotta say, you know, fuck it, ship it. Let's get mm. it out there. Um, so, you know, it, but but I get that because because when people come and see it, you want them to see that you care about the quality and you want them to think it's high quality. But if you're not posting it out there, no one's going to see it anyways. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely some sort of balance you got to reach there. 
that's true so bringing this thing full circle yeah is like honestly i could see the benefits of using an editor because honestly if i don't edit something i don't know the minute little details that i would have done different like you can see the final product and be like honestly that was great and because you don't know all the little things right well and i think that can increase both quantity and quality true yeah yeah totally the only thing is it there's cost yeah exactly so that that's like the three (laughs) it's like that that there's some kind of graph there right like yeah there's time cost quality and quantity yeah totally all right so so going so going to tiktok how devastated are you going to be if it's if it's gone forever i'll I'll probably be happier i I think i've gone way too far down the rabbit hole (laughs) (laughs) so do you know much about what's going on i don't really i i know so i know you know it's based out of china and they found that it's got a lot of spyware within it um but honestly, Google has a lot of spyware within it as well. It's just that that's a U.S.-based company, so we're okay with it. Um, I mean, Riot's got the Vanguard uh, system, which I think does a lot of stuff within your own internal files. I basically just know from an IT background, and I'm not like the most up-to-date on the news of it, but I just know everything's got you at this point, mm-hmm. I feel like. like not, <laughs> if you're going to use these things that are popular... You're going to be tracked. They're going to know things about you. It's kind of inevitable. But I, I get like with all the political things and, and stuff like that, that's probably why they're more against TikTok is because it is based out of China. So all the data is going over there. Yeah, that's a good point. And like in terms of personally, I don't mind if they track me. I might be on the opposite spectrum as m- mostly everyone else. But like I can say I love that Amazon can tell me what I want before I want it. Like that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. And I greatly appreciate it. And like all sorts of things, like seeing relevant ads on Facebook. I don't mind that. I'd rather see that than, than stuff right. that isn't relevant. Yeah. Well, there's definitely some benefit to it. And I think that's why, you know, overall it's, it's happening. I, this could be, I, I think we can make multiple t- podcasts about this topic. Could, this yeah. is going way more into the IT world. Um, and I have many thoughts on this. I guess I just wish I knew I could potentially be okay with the data being used in that way. I just wish I knew how it was being used. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could have control over how it's being used. Because they're not only using it to target certain things towards yourself on their own platform they're then selling that data off to hundreds of different places. Um, And also, they're making money off that. I feel like you should be able to make money off of your own personal data as well. Oh, true. True. Gosh, dang it. You just changed (laughs) my whole spectrum. They they should not be allowed to do this. I want my money. <laughs> well, that was easy. <laughs> All right, well, podcast so, done. So now it's blowing my mind that like Amazon literally is selling me a product. They're making money off the product being sold and then selling my data. I'm oh, pissed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, is that how their products are so cheap? Because they're Part of funding it, it with <laughs> this well, data then, selling stuff. And then you go even deeper. Almost every single website you use is backed by Amazon Web Services. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not only that when you buy stuff on their platform, it's when you go to another website that they're hosting, they make money off of that as well. God damn you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> That's why he's so freaking rich. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so so- <laughs> I, I, I don't know where you were going, but I, I was thinking of maybe changing a little bit of direction here. Um, Ninja had his first dream since leaving Mixer. Yes, huge. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to go that way, or are we still kind of on other things now? I was gonna bring up Ninja and him deleting TikTok, anyways. So. I, oh, true. Uh, yeah, that's a good. That's a much better transition. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> forget like the past thirty <laughs> seconds. So speaking of TikTok, Ninja deleted his. Yeah. Yeah. And so like that made headline news, like in the streaming world. It's like, oh my Not god, only the streaming world. 
Yeah, Did you it, see Sacher had, had talked about how th there's like actual media companies that have been <laughs> publishing that as well, which is hilarious. So funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and even even Ninja himself in the tweets had said, like, I don't really know why I'm doing I'm taking a stand on TikTok versus other platforms because you're right that like everybody else has my data as well. But yeah. I just deleted it. <laughs> so it was, so yeah. speaking of Ninja. Yeah. Yeah, he he streamed on YouTube. He did. He 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 finally came out of the darkness. And so like so the the strange thing with him was he was active on other social medias right. during the whole mixer blackout thing, whereas like Shroud still is completely silent. Hasn't Oops. retweeted a single thing. Hasn't tweeted a single thing. Nothing. Right. Um. But but Ninja's move to youtube is very very interesting and and well specifically because you know like we're bringing up slasher again but like he he basically said that there's no ex exclusivity deal even in it right yeah so i was gonna say like his move to youtube is not like an official signed deal it's yeah. just him kind of testing the waters at this point those who are listening, uh, Ryan put air quotes around YouTube. <laughs> so, like, he's not streaming on YouTube. Well, no, air quotes on moving to YouTube. Moving to, sorry. Yeah, because <laughs> it was on YouTube, no air quotes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so but, it's not, like, official, official, but it's, like, official. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, he had, what, 187 peak users? Yeah, around there, yeah. 187,000. Yeah. Um, but also, very hard to know which is one stream. Yeah. Like, I, you, uh, yeah. there's, I was there's the going to be way more users the first stream, or even the mm -hmm. first few. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, even during the whole thing, I know you and I were talking about, like, the comparison between his first ever stream on Mixer and his first ever stream on YouTube. It's like he got twice as many peak viewers on YouTube than he did on Mixer. Right. And like, I don't know how YouTube's algorithm did his first stream. Like if he, they maybe made an exception and sent out more push notifications to people who didn't hit the bell because the bell wasn't there yet or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how YouTube ended up doing it, but yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know either to be honest I, I just saw on like Twitter so I hopped over I was honestly I was I was underwhelmed by how many views he got actually I thought it would have been much more on YouTube I I agree I think it would have been much more on Twitch oh I, absolutely I think he would have been pushing probably not a million but over 500,000 I think so too pretty easily yeah but I was, um, I was, I was just, uh, yeah, I was surprised at the low amount of views on YouTube. And, and again, some of that's on YouTube. We, we kind of went into this all last podcast, but I, I feel like the user base is there kind of, it's just that they're not pushing the streams at all. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. And like he even it, had... He he pulled in three of the largest streamers to play with him for those ninety minutes of his premiere on YouTube. So like he, I feel like he knew YouTube wasn't gonna push it as much as yeah they should, and he needed to you know tag onto his friends a little bit. I wonder. Um, do you have any idea what the numbers for Tim and Doctor Lupo were? I I literally don't think they were different. Well, like, I think Tim was actually higher than normal playing Fortnite. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I could I could see them being higher than what Ninja got just because Ninja was on that stream and so, people I mean, wanted to watch her on Twitch. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't as high as Ninja's number, but, like, it was higher than their average number for oh, okay. that given okay. game, if that makes sense. Gotcha. So, yeah. like, typically Tim's around, like, 30K, and he was at 40K playing with Ninja. So it's like he got a little bump, but right, yeah, yeah. And he was <sighs> playing with Courage, who's YouTube. I don't know if he's the biggest YouTube streamer, but he's definitely like the biggest that I know of. Yeah, I think 
that's exclusive with YouTube. Yeah, I think he might have been the only one that went fully exclusive. I I don't know that for sure, but I feel like that's the only one that I know of that made the move from Twitch for an exclusive deal with YouTube. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, right. He was the first one. Like, I didn't even know that they signed exclusive deals, honestly, until I heard of Courage doing that. Yeah. And, like, all the exclusive deals were started by Mixer. Like, if Mixer hadn't done their exclusive deals, this exclusive deals wouldn't exist. That's why people keep saying, like, Ninja has literally changed the industry more than one time just because him making moves sparked a fire underneath, like, all these different companies. Even Twitch changed so much on their website. Right. The year that Ninja was off. And they were all great changes. Right. Again, competition is very important. Yeah. Yeah, this is getting a little bit cyclical into our... (laughs) Our last podcast, I feel like, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, we're, right. we're obviously just very interested in, in seeing what happens with this. Yeah, but, totally. Uh, yeah. And so I also thought it was really interesting that Courage was not streaming while playing with Ninja. Yeah, so I think there could be a couple reasons for that. But I think the most likely thing is that him and Ninja are friends and I think he was playing more of a support role. Um, so he was there to one, help with streaming on YouTube in general, and two, not pull viewers from Ninja mm-hmm. while on the same platform. Totally. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder I wonder what Ninja's viewer count would have been like if Courage was live. I don't know. It's just all good it, questions. Has he streamed again on YouTube? Uh I don't believe so. I don't okay. believe so. I would that. love his next stream to be on Twitch. I just want to see the numbers, honestly. I, I would love to see that too. <laughs> I I feel like he kind of probably felt a little bit slighted from Twitch. Like Shroud and Twitch, I feel like had a very amicable breakup. Um, like they were very nice and and even sent like a nice tweet, I believe, when he was moving over to Mixer. Um but Ninja and Twitch, there was a weird falling out where didn't they delete his channel? Um, and then they even there was a point where it came back and somehow it got hacked and they were playing pornography on it. Mm-hmm. And it took like hours to get that taken down. So if you went to twitch.tv slash ninja, you, you would see porn, which is horrible for somebody's brand yep. when you're at that level. Um, yeah, so I... I feel like if all that stuff didn't happen, it probably would have been a lot easier of a decision for Ninja to just move back to Twitch. Yeah. I think there's just like a bad taste in his mouth when it comes to Twitch right now. Mm-hmm. And maybe Shroud just got lucky that they messed the Ninja thing up so they handled it a little better with him. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I, that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, that was a crazy event that happened back then with Ninja. Because they took his page down, and then Ninja was like, no, 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 that's my brand. Like, I built that there. Like, you guys need to leave that up. Right. And then they brought back, like, the recommended page under it. And then that's when the whole porn thing started happening. So, Yeah, because they knew they they brought – that's right. That that was the kind of thing I was missing there. They They brought the recommended section because they knew traffic would still go to – that specific twitch page so they wanted to be able to direct them to other things on twitch versus just them saying oh ninja's not here anymore let me go check out mixer to see ninja yep yeah so if they had just left his page up they would probably maybe have ninja back without a question and be making money off of him so right rip twitch yeah somebody's (laughs) getting fired for that yeah (laughs) i hope they were a long time ago when it all went down the first time that's very Uh, true so uh what what games have you been into lately besides valorant oh boy uh you know i I tried that that hyperscape game out it's now out of closed beta yeah i wasn't feeling it i played it a couple times i probably have two hours combined in it um maybe they'll make tweaks after beta and i'll retry it and stuff yeah um but dude i i spent minecraft this week we we tried minecraft and that was (laughs) interesting too uh people people keep claiming that it gets better 
that the beginning is is a struggle and monotonous and boring and whatnot. You definitely didn't give it a a fair shot yet. I feel like. No, no, and it didn't help that I had started, and then you joined and we had to start oh, over. Oh, you had to start over. Yeah, so like true. I was like I did the most monotonous part twice right, within three true. hours. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that that's doesn't true. that doesn't build it up very nice, but. Yeah, because I, I remember I um, hated Valorant like the first couple days I played it because mm-hmm. it was just so hard and I was yeah. so bad at it. Um, so you do have to give games a shot sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, especially when it's something so different because right. like, I'm not used to those graphics. I'm not used to the user interface. Like, It's not your normal intuitive game for me right, right now. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely hard to get into. But I do. I always compare Minecraft to RuneScape. I don't. I don't know why. I don't, it, I don't really understand why. But I. It's like I think it's an age of the game kind of thing. Like, they're both old. They're both okay. very like grind intensive and take a long time to feel rewarding. Like, I, I think they're more related than people think. Like they have similar aspects. I don't, to I don't them. know enough about RuneScape to have an opinion. That's fair. That's fair. We can just leave it there. Then we can just shelve that, and maybe you should <laughs> give it a shot. No. <laughs> I just feel like it. It takes so long to ramp up. I don't know if I'll get into it. Oh, okay, so Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What What other games you've been been into? I mean, honestly, that's that's mostly that's it. It, yeah my, well, i i feel you like you'll ever go back to sea of thieves um yeah yeah i think so i don't know if like maybe there was a draw to play sea of thieves because it was microsoft and we were streaming on microsoft <laughs> i don't know okay. if that was it but weird i i had no <sighs> there was no relation at all in my mind with that yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like we need to, we need, you and I, we need to go back to it and do it just us. Like, we were getting carried yeah. way too much to, like, enjoy it. Like, I feel like that's a slow grind, learn, hard to learn game, too, and we were just, like, boosted. Yeah, it was fun in the moment, but, um, and I'm glad we met the people that we met, for oh, sure. Yeah. Therapy DM you mentioned earlier that he, that's how we met him was Sea of Thieves. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, yeah, I agree with you that it was fun in the short term, but in the the long term, it may have hurt us because we were like, oh, well, we already saw like the hardest forward of the game and mm-hmm. beat it with somebody else. You know, what do we do now? We're gonna go do our our little missions to find treasure. So yeah, but I did really like it. I felt like it was more of a especially on stream like there is more of like a entertainment factor there um and like i said i'm not very good at video games overall so i felt (laughs) like it was much easier to make entertainment content there versus just dying all the time in valorant but yeah that's that's a good point but at the same time like unless you're doing something like super interesting like endgame like i feel like it can get really boring and just like yeah, it depends. If, if you don't get like into a battle or you don't, it, yeah, yeah, find a megalodon or whatnot, like it's pretty meh to watch. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, maybe we'll give it a shot another time. But yeah. definitely Valorant right now is the the big thing. And then I, I feel like we've got to give just an honorable mention because even though we <laughs> haven't been playing it lately, Rocket League will always be in our hearts. <sighs> yes it will and like (laughs) so i've been seeing news about like there are big rocket league like content creators that are worried about rocket league like i saw lethemir um tweet the other day and was like rocket league's dying and psionics needs to do something quick yeah i i feel like the beauty of rocket league was that it was so simple Mm mm-hmm but that can also be its downfall because 
it's hard. I think it's very hard to make any kind of changes that don't just completely ruin the game. Mm -hmm. And so they have to keep the integrity of the game, but at the same time, that makes it get stale. Mm -hmm. So it's tough. Like they've come out with different game modes and things like that, but that is not to me Rocket League. Like those are clearly not what I'm going to watch or what I'm interested in terms of competitive and things like that. So I don't really know. And they're probably in the same boat. Like what, what do they do? Yeah. I don't know. Does a game get <laughs> to a point that it's like not even savable anymore that like they should just scrap it and start something new? Yeah. I, it's amazing. It's even lasted this long, honestly. I know. But I know. And it's funny because I feel like it did dip and then got more popular again. Yeah. Yeah. I Is think a lot of crossplay, you think? Um that it that it came back? Yeah. It could be crossplay. Yeah, it could be it could oh it could have been crossplay or epic buying it. I don't know why that would have given it a surge though, because I feel like Epic typically has a negative <laughs> right. stereotype associated with it. Cause it's going to be heavy, like transactions or what, whatnot. Um, yeah. I, I'd have to go back cause my memory is failing me, but I feel like it was, it started rising again before the Epic transition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, at this point I think they need to switch to a free to play model. Like, like you can't have people paying $10 to play the game anymore. Like it's that's, such a low entry barrier, but it's still a barrier. That's a good point. They could totally do that at this point. It's set it, up and for they it. Can, and they can do the cosmetic stuff and still yeah. make money off of it. It's set up for it. I don't know why it isn't already. You, like, you need to send a strongly worded letter <laughs> to Cynix. I, I should. They I want to cut thought about it, right? I feel like that was their whole model like once epic bought it i thought i thought it would be free to play within a month because that's the epic yeah. way yeah that's a great point <sighs> I, I hadn't even thought of it but now that i'm thinking about it it's like that is so obvious what should happen but like and that I don't... would bring new users back to it I, I don't know about the the people who have played for five years though what that would really do for them that's what i'm thinking because you're getting noobs in the game you're like like bronze is gonna be flooded with noobs. Yeah. Like how fun would that be? Yeah. Um Get your like, smurf account ready. Yeah, but the people that <laughs> yeah. are already up there, it's like really there's no change to the game still. Right. Right. So like it, it's adding in game content. Which like yeah. you always hear about like the the big uh AAA games or like if you don't have in game content then you're dead on arrival, basically. Right. So it's like where, where where's rocket leads leaks in game content yeah so maybe putting a little more of a personal touch on it what do you think happened with us why did we stop playing it because maybe that would extend to others dude i honestly don't know uh, there there's no there's no obvious we, reason to me do you think if we picked it up again we would enjoy it as much Oh yeah, absolutely. We would get right back into it and we would play okay. probably every day. <laughs> so we just, it's just like, it's kind of fell out of it for some reason. I think it's been out of sight, out of mind. Like I literally think yeah. we, we tried out Valorant during beta. We took advantage of beta. That's what it was. Yeah. Therefore, but at the same time we had two weeks off between beta ending and full release of the game. Right. And we switched to Sea of Thieves versus going to Rocket League. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. It's out of sight, out of mind, and then you're like you said the problem they have is that they never do anything new. So yep. there was nothing where it was like, "Oh, well, let's go check out that new thing that kind of draws us back in." Their new thing was Heat Seeker. Woo! <sighs> let's go play Heat Seeker. That what sounds a awesome. Bad game mode. <laughs> you did say it, it got a little bit better. Um but the goal didn't... wasn't to win. The the goal was to get the ball to purple. Like it, it right. went blue, red, blue, red. You get it back and forth enough, it turns purple. That's that's right. the highlight of the game. <laughs> that's not the goal of Rocket League. The goal of Rocket League is to right. score goals. Yeah. So it kind of yeah. I mean, there there still will <laughs> never be quite anything like being down 
a goal with five seconds left and passing it across the field and your teammate hitting it in. No. Like, that feeling, if we were to go back and play and we were to get one of those moments, I feel like we'd play for at least another month after that. Oh, yeah. Marty, we've got to go back. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But the main thing is why would we go back in the first place to get that feeling that's the problem dude honestly you talking about it right now dude let's end the podcast and let's go play rocket league all right probably will we we reached 50 minutes we're out of here uh we're gonna play rocket league (laughs) Uh, Uh, yeah i i mean i I, i'm cool with uh wrapping it up there i'm not gonna go play rocket league i'm gonna go to sleep so that i can go wake up at 4 30 in the morning so that i can come see you um but yeah unless you had anything else i, I think that's a good way to kind of round it out there yeah i think that's it i'm i'm gonna keep rocket league out of sight out of mind i guess i'm not going to play either so we may never see it again honestly no we'll It'll see come it back I, I always <laughs> i i do have it in the back of my mind still I think it'll happen again at some point. All right. Okay. Fair. May not be for a while though. (sighs) Only time will tell. (laughs) All righty. Well, I think uh, that'll about wrap it up. Thank you all so much for sticking with us. If you're still here, Um, we will be back probably going to do an IRL podcast as our next podcast, which should be kind of fun. Uh, If you're an audio listener, It'll probably sound the same, maybe even slightly worse. So sorry about that. (laughs) Yeah, Um, leave them wanting more, more worse content. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Ryan, you can go ahead and sign us off if you want to. I don't want to steal the show all the time. No, I mean, I, yeah, bye. Bye. See ya. (laughs) Peace.